Oh, I'd love to tell you what I think of Jesus since I found in him a friend so kind and true. Oh, I'd love to tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something, and that's the truth, what no other friend could ever do. No one ever cared for me like my Jesus. Oh, my life was filled with so much sin. Hallelujah. When Jesus found me, he did it for you as well. Yes, my life was filled with so much, so much misery and woe. Listen what he did. Then he placed, hallelujah, oh, his loving arm, oh, around me. And he led me in the way that I should go. Jesus. 
Clap your hands for Evangelist Basil. BMI, are you ready and excited for the Word of God? I ask, are you ready and excited for the Word of God? If you are ready for the Word of God, why don't you rise to your feet and help me welcome to the platform my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris! Clap for Pastor! Clap for the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. Were you blessed to hear the evangelist minister? Now that's not singing, that's ministry. Ministration. Your heart be blessed. You may all be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Good morning on this wonderful rainy morning. The Holy Spirit is like rain that comes down. Amen. Today we are very, very happy to have you all here. But we are also very excited that it's the first time or the first day in uh, the construction that we have our full floor completed. Hallelujah. How many of you were sitting in the valley last week? Sitting low, you were, not on, you were sitting on sand. Lift your hands, let me see. You see now, most, there's no few hands, it means the others didn't come back. They were, they were offended because they sat in the sand. But I promised them that we will keep working. Brother Basil said, you must have patience. And soon, the will of God, you will reap a great reward. Now today we are, we are thankful, we are overjoyed. Yesterday we had a barbecue, a bride. We wanted to have it today, but uh, we thought it better to have it on the Saturday to celebrate the floor. 
Because in any case, most of you didn't help to do the floor that's here. It's those who come on a Saturday. Amen. So we are thrilled and we are blessed because what the Lord has done for us. And we believe greater things are still ahead. Do you believe that? Beautiful things are ahead. God is gracious to us. Now, this morning I'm very privileged to have a man that's almost here every day in the building, but hardly on a Sunday because he's a pastor of a church. Uh, but this morning he promised to visit us because of this milestone of a completed floor. And um, in the Bible, some time ago, we prayed while we were still praying in the tent, which we call the tabernacle. The Lord led me to Chronicles and Kings, the story of Solomon that built a temple for God. And Solomon didn't use his own Israelites. He appealed to someone from the outside that his father knew well. And in the, in the kingdom of this man, there was a skilled artisan called Hiram. And we prayed together and said, Lord, send us Hiram. The king's name was Hiram and the artisan's name was Huram. Send us both a Hiram that will supply us with the material and send us then a Huram that will be skilled in how to do the bronze work. Hallelujah. And the Lord so graciously answered our prayer. And many of the things that we can see here today has been donated by Hirams, kings. King is someone with power. A lot of the stuff was donated to us. But this morning we're glad to have the Wuram. The who? The one that knows how to do things. Amen. And uh, it's become... I actually, I actually was surprised to see... Let me read you what this, this Wuram means actually. Because I looked for the meaning of the name. And it actually means in the Greek... A brother to the exalted one. Yeah, here it is. Hiram in Hebrew and its variant Huram both has the same meaning. And the meaning is a brother of the exalted. Wow. <laughs> that means I, I'm probably the exalted one and he is my brother. Amen. So I want him to come and greet you. He's here with his beautiful wife and all his children. Maybe the whole family can stand and then we just give them a big BMI. Welcome. And then I'm going to invite brother, my brother, the exalted, the brother of the exalted, Huram, Pastor Brennan Cock, to come and say hello to you. And to bring me a mic, please. That's his wife, Ria. That's his children. You all know him. And that's the daughter. Stand and give them a good thank you. Pastor Brennan, would you come forward? 
His wife already told him that he mustn't bring her to the stage, so it's up to him. Amen. Yeah, man. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, my dear exalted one. Is that okay? Um, it's this morning, it's a great privilege and honor for my family and I to fellowship with you. We, we recognize the gift in the house. Pastor Chris and his beautiful wife, Elpi Lucille, thank you for having us this morning. And not only this morning, but I want to thank God that he has... Um, that has purposed it and planned it in such a way that our paths has crossed. And for the simple reason, if you can just put up First Chronicles, I think it's First um, Chronicles 22 verse 10. And this is what I base my life on for the many years that God has purposed me, has capacitated me uh, in doing for the work of the Lord. And so... When I'm here, I'm standing here with that gratitude towards the Lord first. Uh, to what He has done in my life from a very young age. And uh, today I can just give glory and honor unto Him. So to the leadership of BMI, thank you. Thank you that you opposite me with me. And my goeders. But it's been a journey and a journey that we can say we've enjoyed. Now, if you read that verse, he says, He shall build a house. For what? For my name. And he shall be my son. And that's the only thing that I claim, that I want to continually, continuously be a son to the Most High. I want to build wherever I come because there's a purpose in this that I want to remain a son. And that is what has been, I, I don't want to say it has been spoken over to my life. I've, this is what I've been doing all my life just because of that one scripture. And he shall be called my son. And then he says, I will be his father. That promise God will issue, has issued unto each one of us, even before the foundation of the earth. You know, and then this other part of this verse is almost like first Ezekiel, the kingdom and his righteousness. Now, you know that second part of that verse? You know the world is focusing on the second part? And all these other things will be added unto you? But that second part is saying, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel. And so this morning, my family, my beautiful wife, um, you've, you've, you've met her. Um, you've met Junior. Who, 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 met, who met Junior? You know, Branham Junior. He was one of the technical guys here. And then my beautiful daughter, Brittany, those that, Brittany, don't just, you just stand and take your face mask off. Some of the people don't know you and they would like to know who's my baba. She's still my baby and she's still my beautiful one. And then uh, we are so privileged to have another sibling in our house. Um, won't you just stand, Aiden? Aiden, lower your mask. Now, Aiden is my, 
is my cousin's son and um, he's from, he's from, he's actually from Wellington, New Zealand. And uh, Stellenbosch University has, um, uh, uh, has now called on him from New Zealand to come and play for them. And so he's at the university there as well, but also part of my household. So we, we, we father and mother him now. We are his parents. And so let's see you off this morning. I don't want to take much of your time. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to PMI for allowing my family and I to be part of you. Thank you, Pastor Chris, for the privilege that we have. You know, and, 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 and like I said this morning, why we are here is because I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm here at every milestone. Now in construction, the, where's the uh, work, workshop readiness skills program people? I've taught you about milestones. Milestones. So I've known, if you've noticed, with every milestone, I attend a service just after the milestone. Why? It's to celebrate the goodness of the Lord upon BMI with you guys. God bless you, Pastor Chris. Wow, clap for him as he goes. It's really been a blessing to us with his knowledge in the construction. Amen. I also uh, am privileged to have him here to see where we still need extra help. <clears throat> now tonight we have load shedding here. So unfortunately there will be no revival service tonight. Alright? Which means we'll have a longer service now. <laughs> Amen. And you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Now yesterday I was uh, blessed to be at my brother, Pastor Clint's launch of his new book called Jesus, the Son of Honor. And I intended to bring some books to the bookshop, but I changed my mind and I told him, no, you come to preach a little bit from the book and then, then we will have the books available for you, for the people here at BMI. But as he spoke, I was so blessed in some of the revelations that he shared. And there were politicians there. There were men from all persuasions there, pastors. And I almost couldn't believe it's my own blood brother whom God has elevated in such a way. A woman flew all the way from the United States of America to listen to him because she had heard him speak on Facebook and she started to follow him. Then when she heard about the book loans, she flew in on Saturday and she flies back on Monday. And if you don't realize how great that is, that people will travel 25 hours by airplane over the ocean. To hear you speak. You see, Isaiah said, Your sons and daughters will come from afar. And I'm thrilled for him to come to share with us. But as he was talking, I my mind went back to he was mentioning my name all the time. Yes, my name is in his book also. It tells a story. The story of how I led that old church to Christ. You remember that story? That story is in the book. How I led the whole church to Christ. 
But I was surprised as he was talking. I mean, there were many pastors, but he kept on, he kept on mentioning my name. And he spoke about how much he has learned from us, from me. And specifically the art of following. He said it made the difference in his life. And look, the Lord exalted him. The Lord lifted him high. It's amazing. And I was full of pride. Righteous pride. For what the Lord did. In our family. But he, did, he never forgot to, to always mention that. He has many fathers. Oh, he has a few fathers. And he, he included me to be part of them. And, and, and he was talking about. Deep spiritual things. That. The church, by and large, in Cape Town, don't quite understand well. But Pastor Clint has got such a nice way to say things which I didn't receive of the Lord. You know, Paul said, I received of the Lord that which was given unto me. I didn't receive a nice way to say things. <laughs> he even said, if you don't believe what I'm saying, then it's also okay, you know. And I was sitting next to Bishop Theo Noble and I, I said to him, I don't have the gift of my brother to speak nice to people. I always ask, why are you so stupid that you can't see what is black and what is white? <laughs> but he gives gifts unto men. Amen? Different gifts to men. But it took me back some years ago when I first landed in Ghana Accra, Ghana, West Africa. And I saw the huge churches there. And I saw the way they did church. And I said, Lord, I was battled. I was baffled and there was a battle inside of me. I said, Lord, something is wrong with the church in Cape Town. And yet, we think that we are greater than any African nation. Yeah. We think that we are much better than our dark-skinned brothers. And that thing bothered me. I said, why can they do what they do? What is unfortunate with us men say here? And the Lord showed me that we suffer from pride in this country. We suffer from a demonic, devilish thing that has affected the whole world. We think we're always better. And we think we know better. That's why we are low. We are not exalted. We are low. But if you humble yourself, then God lifts you up. When I saw him, I saw him, my brother speak, and the exaltedness, I realized this guy humbled himself. He was talking about the art of following a man because he had his father's picture on the board, Mike Murdoch. And Mike was, Dr. Mike was saying nice things about him. And he mentioned how he had followed this man and was criticized by the idiots in Cape Town. Criticized for years. And he spoke about it. You can't follow a man if you're not humble. You can't. 
Dan zei je weer ons direct van God af. Geen mens af van jou sê wat om te doen he. God praat of die engel zal aan jou verskyn. Maar voor een man zal zij niet luisteren. nie. That's, that's us. That's us here. If you like it or not, I don't have the gift to say nice things. That's Jay. And that is ook ek, Jara. Vergewe my, Jara. I said to my wife the other day, Pastor Branham, I said, It's such a joy for me to see at least this part of the building finish. One of my visions and dreams was to build a mega church for the Lord. I said, even if there's no windows, even if there's the finishing touches are not there, we, we can have church now. Are you with me? To say my fro, I'll come here my now. Ik meen dat zal het dwaas is wat nou niet klaar maken. Het is makkelijk, je zit nou net die puzzeltjes in. Maar die straks is daar. Zij sê, maar waar wil papa nou in gaan? Hey! Zij sê, nee, ze kan niet nou dood hier. Ik zei, dan moet je veel gedraaien met mij praten. And I'm saying that to say this to you. I think there are certain messages that are so crucial, Pastor Charlie, that should I not live long and, and I have a chance to speak to you and to give you the keys of what will really help you in this life, then what I want to talk about today and the following weeks that follows today is is one of those important things. Do you understand? Brother Basil, I'm not here to thrill the people with how good I can preach. You know? Because then I've lost the purpose of why we are gathering here. I'm here to tell you what God wants you to hear. Whether I do it in a abracadabra form, or I do a somersault, or I, or I do rhymes and rhythms and riddles, that's not important. Are you hearing what God wants you to hear? That is what is important to you. Whether I look good or don't look good, whether somebody thinks I can't preach or I can't, it doesn't matter. Did the word of the Lord come to the hearts of the people? And today I want to start and talk on, on a series called The Cloak of Humility. The Cloak of Humility. And if you have Bibles, we're turning to James. The great epistle of James. Hallelujah. Chapter. Four. Verse 10. Some time ago while you're turning your Bibles there. I asked the congregation to read a book by Rick Joyner. Called what? What's the book called again? 
the final quest. Few people listen to my instruction as always, but even they couldn't finish it because it was too loaded, the final quest. It is in that book that this great prophet who lives in the United States uh, was taken to heaven in his vision. And he talks about this thing that I'm talking about today, the cloak of humility. And he said that those you think will be great in heaven, that he thought was going to be great in heaven, he was pleasantly surprised that they had smaller mansions than the others that was nobody's. Yeah. And there were some things in heaven he couldn't see because of the bright shining lights that shone from his own armor and from the armors of those around him. But suddenly a cloak was thrown on him to close the lights that shone so bright from his body. And because of the cloak on him, then he dimmed out some of the lights so he could see further and he could understand things better. And he asked the angel that walked with him, what is this thing that they've put on you? The angel said, this is the cloak of humility. It doesn't look good. It looks tattered and torn. It looks not too, too shiny, but if you have this thing on, you can go places you would never dream to go, and you can see things you could never dream to see. I encourage you all again to read it, because it is in that book that you also understand that the, the importance of humility. It is there where those that you think have huge mansions, not in the eyes of God. But let's read the Bible together. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. James chapter 4 verse 10. And he will lift you up. Praise the Lord. He shall lift you up. How many of you want to be lifted up by the Lord? How many of you want to be brought low by the Lord? It's so simple. If you want to be lifted up, the Bible says that you must what? Then you must what? You must humble yourself. Now the, the problem is that how we understand humility. Some people think like that. People that have nice clothes, nice shoes, nice hairstyles, they say they are proud. But they can trots with met your swilkos and all. With your stick and slippers and all. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with prosperity and having money and having things. And I want to try by God's grace to help you to understand this. And then after you have understanding, I want to see if you can practice what I'm saying. Because that's the key. That's the key that will give us a big church with many members. But if we have pride surfacing in us, we won't survive. Yeah, Pride comes before the fall. Are you all hearing me? Pride comes before the fall. So don't think humility is a quiet person. Some people are what we call sanguine. Sanguine is a joker. Everywhere he comes, people laugh. But there's nothing wrong. That's his personality. It's nothing to do with his, pri his pride, his trots. Or you tall and you confident. Some people are confident. They dress smart and they walk nice and they, they have a, 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 they exude something. 
But it doesn't mean they're proud. Right, Luli? Yeah. You often hear when people say, Hi, I can always think say so. But I can always say that I can always say that. Then I can always say Because in your understanding, you think by the judging people, by the way you look at them, this is a proud person. It is incorrect to think like that. And you know what is our job here? We change your mind. What is the purpose of a mind if it cannot be changed? Yes. But now listen carefully to what the scripture says. The scripture says that God will lift you up. But we need to find out what is humility in God's definition. Hallelujah. It says humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Not in the sight of man. Amen. Humble yourself in the sight of the so many worry as mensen denk zij trots zijn. Many worry niet. Want is het belangrijk voor jou om voor die mens nederig te lijken niet? It's not important for you to look humble in front of people. The Bible is clear. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. One day a, a person spoke about me. I was on a poster in a shop. And the, 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 the boy said, Die ouwe is die paste ouwe van baie verwaan. Yeah. He was talking about me. Unfortunately, one of my members was also in the shop. And this member was a bit hard of hearing. And so she said again, Excuse me. What did you say? And she laid hands on him with a fivefold ministry. Hard, fast, and continuous. But you see, everybody thinks, you see, the sign of your humility is the lifting up. Is hij met me? Zij zeker trots, ik zeker zit trots. Ik zit zij trots, zij zeker zit. Nou kom eens los, hij strijdt. Kom eens kijk. Hij die hier jou gelach. Van die schrift zei dan God zal jou lach. Of leert hij lach? I'm saying this because when I saw Clint yesterday, my brother, I realized God lifted this boy. But it took humility. You know? And, 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 and criticism. Ostracism. Say amen. Say verstaan nie die groot woorde nie. Mockery. Mockery. Slander. Gossip. But he stood the test of time. And God lifted him up. Hallelujah. God lifted him up. Quickly, why must you humble yourself? You must humble yourself because God resists proud people. Listen, you don't have to fight the devil anymore if you are proud. 
Because God will fight you himself. Sy moet nou nie meer die duivel bestraf nie. Sy het nou een fight met die Heere self aan. Trotse persoon, proud people, when you, res- when you are proud, and I'm going to explain to you now what your pride is, and you will see that you are proud. When you are proud, God fights you himself. The Bible is clear. Humble yourself and the Lord will lift you up. Now, 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 now. He says here, he says here in James 4 verse 6, but he gives more grace. You know, wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but give grace to the humble. So God will resist you himself, and I don't want to be in your shoes if you are rebuking God. Are you with me? Because God is opposing you because of your pride. Number two, why must you humble yourself? Because God gives grace to the humble. Do you know what grace means? Grace means favor. God gives you favor. Things you don't deserve. People just start to like you. You know what is favor? Favor is when somebody with resources, with gifts, with abilities, come to help you a little in your smallness. That is favor. Now if you want favor, then you must humble yourself. Because the Bible says that God gives favor, grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Or we all need favor. This building is standing here because of someone who favored me. Yes. And you know what what gives you favor? Is if you have respect and honor. That brings you into favor. Gives you access to favor. Hallelujah. Now, number three. Are you making notes? Only proud people don't make notes. Say it long and I can my pen forget, man. I can take a book and pen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Net ook kijk die mense jou aan en dan. En wie heb ek kleere. Now when you humble yourself, number three, you will be lifted to the next level. Amen. He shall lift you up. So promotion is coming to humble people. Hallelujah. Everybody wants promotion. That's why. Because with promotion, you get more money. And they love money. That's not true. My friend, Pastor Dampi, says, he has one problem. He is very love money. And the people know that it's a problem. And he says, Christians always say, money is a problem. Geld is een probleem. Maar pastor Dampi sê, bring al jylle probleme na die pastoor te bring jylle probleme. Bring jylle probleme. <laughs> but I mean, be honest, who's, who doesn't want to be promoted or increased? When you have more money, you can do more things. Yeah. Then humble yourself and be like a servant. Hallelujah. And be like a child. You will come up. And 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God. 1 Peter 5, 6. And he may exalt you in due time. Basil was talking powerfully about the time. 
Sometimes you don't see it early, evangelist. In due time, God will lift you up. Is no so by your means of say let lang kal gesin die Jerusa hand op Pastor Chris. Oh, let gaviti Jerra gaat om lich. Alle lich man. In due time, I'm afraid of ministers when they rise to the top so quick. Say, "Kine die sy jong man, hy is aan die brand, hy het kraut, hy het goed." My experience tells me that. It doesn't last. It doesn't last long. Rather, wait for the Lord patiently, and in due time, He's going to promote you. Amen. You'll be exalted. I told this brother to this today. I said, "This is he's the brother of the exalted one." It's not wrong to be exalted. What does exaltation mean? It means to be gloriously lifted up. Into beauty and shining excellence. That's exaltation. Gloriously lifted up into beauty and shining excellence. Today we, I was standing at the back and I said to Pastor Charlie, your cameras, is the light good enough? He said, no, it's not good enough. Then I said, then we must get lights. You see, to shine on the stage, not on the people. On the stage for the camera work. So I said, we, we might have to do a temporary poll here. Just get more light so that I can shine more in beauty and in excellence. Moni sekas trots it, hy verstaan nie wat trots it bedoel it, hey. Ek is, ek preek nou vir jou. Los my dat ek preek, man. Ek ga jou nou verduidelik wat is trots. Number four, you must humble yourself so that you can be covered and protected. Amen. Listen to the Bible in 1 Peter 5, 5. It says, the younger must submit to the elder. All of you must submit to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud. I think it's probably the most important message that a pastor can preach so that his members can be lifted higher. Amen. Humility is that garment. That's why I said the cloak of humility. The message is the cloak of humility. You put it on. It's something you can put on. Some weeks ago I preached a sermon called what? Put off and put on. What was it called? Put on the new man. Yeah. I was saying the grace message is not entirely correct. The grace message said you must do nothing. Jesus does everything. But the Bible says you must put on. And you must take off. There's something you must do. And one of the things you need to do is to put on the cloak of humility. Amen. Humility is a spiritual covering. It's not just an attitude. It's not just a poor and simple way of living. Humility is not the art of looking weak and defeated. It's actually a spiritual garment. Say amen. amen. And that garment covers you. Hallelujah. And it protects you from many unforeseen attacks of the devil. Yes. And evils. May you be covered with this cloak of humility. 
and delivered from many evils in your life. Quickly, number five. Why must we humble ourselves, Pastor Chris? Your pride is the signal for your soon-to-come destruction. It's a sign. Your fall and your shame is coming. Your pride is a signal for your soon-to-come destruction. Too many walking around, Pastor Robin, people must sit down when the word of the Lord is preached. Amen. Proverbs 29:23. Take note on humility, please. This is the key to your greatness. Proverbs 29 says, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Proverbs 16:18. This is scriff for you. This scriff. Pride goes before destruction and the worthy spirit before a fall. Proverbs 11, 12, 2, sorry. When pride, 11, 2. When pride comes, then cometh shame. But with the lowly there is wisdom. Hallelujah. No, humble people will like my preaching. They raak net kwaad as iets jou krap in die woord. Dan raak sê, Heere, die paas dat mos klaar geprik word die. Hoekom moet hy weer prik? Daar is een ding by jou wat die lekker is. Pride is a signal. It's a sign. That the fall is coming. A catastrophe is on its way. Hallelujah. And number six, pride is essentially satanic and demonic. You all know that the devil was the first one that started with this thing. You know, in, in Job is called the king of all the children of pride. Job 41 is called the king of all the children of pride. All proud people have a king and that king is Satan. Satan was cast out of heaven. He lifted himself to be equal with God, but God didn't play with him. He was chucked out and the angels with him was chucked out. Amen. Why? Because he was puffed up and swelled up for no reason. My God. So when you hear pride, it's, this, it's very synonymous with Satan. It's dangerous if a pastor tells you you are proud. It's synonymous with Satan and demons. But we think it's a small thing. I didn't murder anyone. I didn't steal from anyone. I didn't fraud anyone. I was just proud. Uh-huh. <laughs> synonymous with Satan. He's the king of all the children of pride. Hallelujah. And lastly, the pride will make you an abomination to God. Proverbs 6 verse 5 says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand in hand, he shall not be unpunished. That verse, for the guys that's taking notes, is Proverbs 16 verse 5. Now, just shortly, give me 10 more minutes. Is that okay? I'm just asking you that out of courtesy, but I don't actually care if you say it's okay or not. It's my party and I can cry if I want to. It's my church, I can preach if I want to. 
Nou moet nou niet weer kwaad raak. As die Heere sy kerk ons weet. Maar zij zien ek as elke dag hier. Sy het nog die Heere hier gesien nie. Sy sien vir my hier so. Nou, nou strui ons, nou sê ons, Pastor, how can I know if I'm proud? Isn't that a good question? Pastor, how can I know? Sy praat nou van pride. Sy praat nou sê nou van my nie, Pastor. Sy praat van die een langs aan my. Kijk, 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 kijk naar die een langs aan. Want ek is baie, I'm very humble, Pastor. Really, I'm humble. Yes. Yes. I can talk to black people also. Yes. I'm very humble. Yes. You don't, you don't understand it. Now, we don't want to hear the world's definition. We want to hear God's definition. And 2,000 years ago, God sent His Son. God came to visit us in the panoply of flesh. He walked on this earth in the form of a man. And this man told us what it is like to be proud. Amen. Let's hear what this man said. He said in Matthew 18 verse 3, Except you be converted. Converted means to be changed. Pekeer you. And become as a little child. Yay! Look at verse 4. Ach man, hier wil ek die skrif is... Gaan terug na 3 toe. Go back to 3. Except you be converted and become as a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom. Now verse 4. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, as a what? Aha. The same is the greatest in the kingdom. Now there's two things the Lord, this great God that came to earth told us. He used the word children and servants to explain humility. But of course, if God spares us, we will teach for a few weeks on this subject. I think you can yemel to pray. Amen. Is it right? Is that what he said? Whosoever shall humble himself as a child. Hey. Now the question is, <clears throat> how can I fight pride, pastor? Very simple. You must be as a child or as a servant. Amen. When we think of children, we think of naive, basic, even stupidity. Children are stupid. Children are infantile. Children are naive. But Jesus spoke of them as something great. Are you listening? Jesus said something is great in a child. And let us, now we want to discover what is that greatness? What is that greatness? Number one, four points and we close. Number one, when you are humble like a child, you quickly forgive and forget. Say amen. amen. You quickly forgive and forget. Your child will fight with the neighbor's child today. Tomorrow they're building sand castles again in the same sand that the fight broke out. 
If you have an argument, you keep it for weeks, for months, no, for years. Zij sê ook, ek het vergewe. Maar ek het nie vergeet nie. You must be quick to forgive. And to forget. But when you lose your humility, you no longer forgive. And you no longer forget. Zij sê ook, so sterrens heel. God forgives. I don't. I say Western, you wat nou, nou onlangs a boris, you ken nie die goedie. Kwai Western, Terrence Hill, Bud Spencer, God forgives, I don't. Basil, <laughs> you remember the Westerns. Most adults do not forgive easily. Say amen as a Yerusalem you praat. But children have a short attention span. As amper soos die kind het vergiet, man, ek het beklee. Hy het al weer vergiet. Maar sy draag. And as much as you, we can laugh about it, these are the things that keep us from being lifted higher. Sy bly op die selle plek, sy dien die heren vir jare. Al wat verander het, is het in die hoed gekoop. Maar jou, jou, jou karakter, jou lifestyle, jou Christian lifestyle, you started as a usher, you dying as a usher. You should have been lifted to being a preacher and a singer and a prophetess here. But it's this thing. You don't forgive easily. Is it true? It's a manifestation of pride. Hmm. You want to show people how badly they have behaved. So to be humble is to stop quarreling. To be humble is to decide not to remain unhappy with your fellow brother or sister. You can be unhappy. I, you can be angry also. It's not a problem. But to remain unhappy. You see, and to keep quarreling is not correct. It's a spirit of pride. Pastors also display great pride when they have fights with other pastors. Not flowing with one another, but fighting one another from the pulpit. Say mercy. Next week, this church was also built and, and we, were, we actually pushed, we put a date for us to finish the floor because we're having our first wedding in this church next week. Yes. And this couple is humble enough to marry in the condition the church is. At least there must be a floor so that the aisles don't get stuck in the sand. So we finished it. So there's be a nice big wedding. You can all come to the wedding. Kijk, je kan bij je mensen hier zitten. 
Al gaan ze niet reception doen nie. Maar die trouwen, die middagse trouwen. En humble yourself, don't say, you didn't invite me to the reception. Kom hier so man, dit is die mijn ding. Okay, I said that, I said that is to talk about how, how clear you can see humility disappears out of our lives. Because when the couples are like this, there's so much love and respect and honor. Yes, that the woman is nice and well behaved and soft. Very little arguments. You see, the Bible says only by pride, only by pride cometh contention. Put it on the board. Only by pride. Only. You see what's happening in Ukraine? What's happening in Ukraine is there's a proud, there's pride somewhere. This Putin guy is attacking the Ukraine. So that you understand, right? It's, it's old wars that's come. The history of the world is the history of war. The history of war is the history of people being proud. When Adolf Hitler came up, he thought that the, the, the Germans were a superior race. That what is that? Pride. And the Jews were inferior. We must destroy them. That's why they killed six million Jews. We have the same problem today. Everywhere you see war and fighting, pride is there. Take it from me. Now, they say the whole world is talking to Putin. Even President Ramaphosa. Here. <laughs> he warned him. He's going to send the jets from Cape Town. But they don't know if the jet will make it till there. But he's going to try. Forgive. Say forgive. The Americans spoke, the Americans. But he said, Niemand vertel van my nie. Ek sal jylle wees. You see. Only when there is this type of discourse, fighting, there's, there's pride. So this young, beautiful, married, or engaged lady is well behaved. No, there's no much fighting. Darling, baby, sweetie, come on, I'm, I'm just real. And I'm saying, I have a problem with my fro. I pray out your camera. If we could put a video camera in your room. Okay, leave the video. But maybe just an audio. Then baby. Sweetie. Lovey to swine gemors veel dung what has come what has slowly crept into this relationship is pride because only by pride cometh contention both you have both I say no need to man's photo altwee's photos blame altwee anders is it nou weer story ook in die kerk God's word is true
Yeah, the submissive nature disappears. And this happens in the church. Some time ago, one of my pastors told me, I find it no longer important to listen to your instruction. I was surprised. I realized the spirit of pride has crept onto this young man. I find it no longer to sit under your instruction and to take uh, commands from you. My Lord, he has equalized himself because pride has surfaced in him. They stand for the altar, the pastor say, will you submit to your wife? Will you submit to your husband? I do. Will you listen to him in every instruction he gives? I do. I hear. Scarcely a manti. It fades away because the classes begin because everybody feels right. If you are humble, you will forgive and forget. Can I have an amen? amen? Sisters, if you're fighting with one another, I speak to the sisters because it's more common among the sisters. The men, we can hit one another and tomorrow we will, we will be okay. Not all men, but the most, most men. Real men. Real men. It's amazing how men can, because men are always like children. You see, women also say, men like to play with toys. It's the child in them. Don't get angry if they like that. Leave them. Let them be like a child, because God likes that thing. I believe husbands forgive quicker than wives. Normal husbands, normal. I'm not talking about, sometimes it's crazy, a malman. No, I was counseling a couple the other day, and to say the frau for me, as my man quarters for me, I prat in him at me for three dani. I say, brother, they run a muffy. You expect that of the woman. That's a common, that's a common trend in women. They get quiet, and it's also a form of, I won't go deep into it, but it's also a, a form of manipulation. If you don't give me what I want, then I will not talk to you. But anyway, come as honey no dani. It's a form of disorder from Amal di But when the when sometimes when females have a fume, then it, it's long lasting. That's why it keeps I always tell everybody, whatever crisis you come up with, humility is a key to something in your crisis. Humility, just humble yourself. Yeah. Humble yourself, be like a child. Forgive and forget. Number two, Number two, when you're humble like a child, you sit quietly and listen to instruction and teaching. That's humility. Now what happened to the church in Cape Town? I'm one of the few churches that have church like we have now. Pastor Brandon will tell you he visits many churches. No problem. I'm saying if you're humble like a child, 
you sit quietly and you listen to instruction and to teaching that's why school teachers can gather children and make them sit still from the morning 8 o'clock to half past 3 in the afternoon they can't gather big people like that because big people are full of pride I'm telling you come and sit still and listen no no pride is now surface Nee man, ons het moest ons het man. Ons het ook moest goed wat ons moet doen man. Kan dit nie goed wat ons dit moet doen nie? Hy sit. Hy sit nogal op een mat toe. Hy kreis sy biene. Ek weet jy kan nie met jou biene kreisie. Maar. <laughs> Teachers now gonna read you a story. Sit quietly. Jesus said, if you don't become like this child, you cannot enter. And the only way we will have mega churches like I show in Accra is because the people are taught humility. The people are taught humility. While Bishop was teaching, he wasn't teaching humility, he was teaching something else. He called the two security guards at the gate. And he called them in front of the whole says They had security uniform like Johan de Man. And he told them, he asked them, so what are you doing here? They said, no, we, we are securities today. Today is our job to be securities in Ghana. Then he said, no, but what do you do for a, for a living? The one said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a surgeon. I'm a, I'm a special surgeon in the hospital. I do operations. The other one was a general practitioner, medical doctor. Standing at the gate guiding the cars into their positions because they carry a cloak of humility. And he cap! Say the first grad! Say can he dance A first grad! It saddened my heart that we have lost humility. We, 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 we have lifted ourselves higher than we ought. Nee, die swat mense. Hulle hou mys lang kijk man. Hulle het niks om te doen nie. And you make it a cultural problem. It's a biblical problem. You can't sit still and be taught. Because you're full of pride. Say ina. I brought Bishop Dad to Lighthouse in Peru to teach. One of the senior pastors there said, Nee, waar kan die mens so lang sit onder a teaching? I was surprised. I was surprised. Ek sit die langer as a eer on a breekie, da stap ek uit. May that spirit not come on you. May it not come on you. And it wasn't long after that statement that that whole movement crumbled. Crumbled. Sorry to say, but the facts is there for all to see. Because pride comes before. Before. Number one, you forgive and forget easily. Number two, you can sit quietly and receive instruction and teaching. If you're being edgy now because of my preaching, it's pride. I tell you. I tell you. 
Sometimes I must say, after church, we're going to have donuts. After church, we're going to have tea. As my net for the trots mense, let them know. Let us tell me about the donut. As in the word of the year. Let's look at the word of the year. Proud people can't attend the cell meeting. Small group meeting. Never. And a clean house in the leader. I'm going to sit here. That's proud people. I'd rather come to this nice cathedral at Zion Sanctuary. Nice here, it's nice. It looks nice and prim and proper. Don't ask me to come to Leiden. I can't put my, <laughs> I can't put my feet in a house in Leiden. Really? You can't be gathered? You can't sit down? You're not like a child? Spirit of pride. Spirit of pride. Penultimate point. Penultimate. Penultimate is not last. It's before the last. Say thank you, Pastor. You see, you also learn English here, isn't it? Isn't it? Penultimate point. When you become humble like a child, you will learn new things. No, no. You will easily learn new things. But when you lose your humility, you do not easily learn anything new. That's why I always feel sorry for older people who come because we do things differently here in this church, isn't it? But it won't be a problem if you're humble. You will learn new things. Even I say, learn new things. Children learn new things all the time. Yes, if you can't learn new things, you won't develop and you won't go far. I told my team now this morning, we need to meet quickly because I can see that there's a change here now. We can't do the things we did in the tent and, and the crowds have to be controlled in a different way. So we're going to learn new things. Put new people in positions, learn new things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Then you can be humble as a child. Proud people can't read books. They can't learn new things. They can't things that God wants to bring into their lives. Unable to receive from people they despise. They stop growing in the Lord and they stop growing in the ministry. Hey. Hmm. Pride takes away childlikeness from you and prevents you from being able to learn anything new. Pastor Clint said it yesterday in his meeting. He said, Mike Murdoch said he's 10% a teacher, 90% a learner. So wherever he goes, he comes to learn. I'll never forget the day Bishop Dag put his foot here the first time in our church. He brought along about 20 of his, maybe 15 of his team. And I was wondering why so many. He said, no, we have come to learn. I said, from us? My God, what can you learn from us? He said, no, there's always something to learn. That's why when I travel, wherever I go, you see, I take, and even if they invite me on a Sunday night, I close the service, I take all my leaders with. They say, wow, I want my people to learn. 
The humility of a child tells you wherever you go, you can learn something. Don't go with the attitude, our church is bigger than yours. Mistake! Be ready to learn new things. And now the last point, the last point. If you are like a child, there are many points, but for this morning, just four. Amen? When you are humble like a child, you can copy things easily. You can copy things easily. I'm ending on that note because Pastor Clint uh, made mention of this three times in his session. He said, Pastor Chris taught me the art of copying. No, the art of following. But if you can't follow, it means you've lost that humility that the child has. Are you hearing me? Children can learn new languages quicker than parents. Yes. I've got children here in this church that can speak three or four languages. Why? Because in Delft, there's a mixture of different races. So they play with one another and they easily just copy. They copy the language. Zij wat al so groot en oud is, zij sikkel om, om, zij ken net vir molo. Ja. Molo, en dan, wat is die aanjene? Kunjani wena. Dipilili. Dipilili naam. Maar meer as die wiet zij nie. Zij sê net, Ubani klees, Ubani klees. Zij soek jy altijd die tyd, jyre. Vir wat soek sê die tyd? Zij kan nie leer Italië, want zij is daar trots, man. You copy things easily. And I, and, I, and I taught him that because it's something I learned from Bishop Dan. Look, most of the things you see me do is what I've copied from other great pastors. And I'm not ashamed of it. Theo Noble was saying to me, you and Clint both have, have copied unashamedly. That's why God has lifted the two of you. But it, what I told him is, I said, it takes humility to do that. It takes humility for me to tell you that I'm teaching from my pastor's books who taught me. Ah, what sort of man, man, yaras, hey, I worry van Gotti. Say, it's the trots, man. Say, nux, say, nux. As you trots it, what you so, what you so trago. Can you copy? Are you ashamed to say where you learned what you learned from? Everything you see in the service is things that I learned over the years. I copied from other preachers. My crusades as a mixture of Benny and stuff, Jimmy Swaggart stuff, stuff I watched as a child. So we mix it. Even the way they introduced me, I was a small boy. I sat in the Goodop Center. I saw Jimmy Swaggart's boy, Donnie Swaggart, call his father. He said to him, I present you, my father, your evangelist, Jimmy Swaggart. So I said to them, if you call me to the front, say, I give you my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. Hello, club, hello, dangas. I see you originally. I get it for copy, man. It's a divine method. It's God's method. He said, the seed-bearing plant shall bear after its own kind. If a cow has a baby, it doesn't look like a pig. It looks the same as its own kind. It's God's divine order. Yes. 
Everything God made, He saw that it was good. And everything produced after His own kind. So if there's a great preacher, He will produce another after His own kind. But the one that is humble will catch that anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a divine method given to children. What does it do? It makes you search forward and catch up. We're now getting a lot of visiting people. I keep telling them, this is the anointing of Bishop Dag on my life. Big church, a lot of people. It's not me. I was just struggling with a small group until the Lord introduced me to a man of God and I copied what I saw. So this drops of that anointing that you have here. I reached for the stars. I didn't get it, but I got to the moon. Past day, Easter river, Yasis river. But if you humble yourself, God can do it for you too. God can lift you up. Can you sit quiet and be taught? Can you follow? Can you copy the way we do things? You see, the way we shout, the way we... Come on, brother, man. Humble yourself, brother. Come on, sister, man. Humble yourself, man. Learn new things. Come in and, and copy things so that you can go forward. You can go forward with speed. Amen. The Lord will lift you to higher heights. Greater things you will see in your life. But we must be humble as children. Would you bow your heads please? Everybody bow your heads. Hallelujah. I trust God to continue teaching a very important something. This morning, the Lord spoke to our hearts about forgiveness. We're carrying things against one another for months, for days, for years. That's not a child. That's a serpentine nature that is crept onto us. Can we sit still and be gathered to listen to the word of God? Or do we become edgy? Do we have our own mind? Can can we learn new things? May the Lord deliver you and me so that we can see the greatness of the Lord in our lifetime before it is too late. I want to pray for some people before I close. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, God spoke to my heart. Please pray for me. Please pray for me. I don't want the spirit of pride to prevent me from reaching what God has for me. Then I want to pray for you. Maybe there's somebody, you, somebody brought you along today. You're just visiting here. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. But you realize you need to accept the Lord in your life and start to live for Christ. Otherwise things will get worse. Is there someone like that? You say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to make the Lord a part of my life. I see you, sister. Is there another one? I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there somebody else you want to give your life to Christ? 
you want to give your life to Christ. I see that other hand also. Is there somebody else? You say, Pastor, I'm not living right. If I die tonight, I'm not sure if I will go to heaven. Please pray for me, Pastor. I see your hand. Is there someone like I see your hand? Pastor, I want to be sure. I, I want to be sure. I want to be sure. I'm not living right. I want God to forgive me of my sins and I want to start a new life. Can we all stand to our feet in this building, please? Stand to our feet. Now, all of you who lifted your hand, I'm going to ask you to be humble enough to walk through this crowd and come stand on the blue carpet. I want to pray for you. Don't be ashamed. Humble yourself and come out. And come stand on this blue carpet. I want to pray for you. bowed your eyes or closed don't look around don't be distracted I'm going to pray for these people now but I want to include those of whom the humility message is talking to you have long standing feuds with people you have difficulty understanding the way this church does things God wants you to be humble. God wants you to be humble as a child. I want to add you in this prayer. You don't, you don't have to say what your issues is. God knows. Just come and stand here in front of Pastor Ali. On my right, I want to pray for you, please. God is speaking to you. Your unforgiveness has caused the bitterness. Help that person, please. Your unforgiveness has caused the bitterness. You can't move forward. Pride is a sign of a soon coming destruction in your life. Maybe some of my own pastors, let me talk to you. In your heart, you find some of the things I do repulsive irritating you it might be pride surfacing in you and later you will say like the young pastor told me I no longer find it important to submit to your instructions before it gets to that rather come for prayer the Lord can touch your life while I pray for them you stand in front of Pastor Ali. 
I want you people to look at me. Look at me. I'm going to say a prayer and you must pray after me. Okay? Say it and mean it with your whole heart. The Lord Jesus will change your life. Close your eyes and say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. I heard the preacher. I heard the preacher. I heard you speak to me, Lord. I heard you speak to me, Lord. I want my life to be changed. I want my life to be changed. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Of all my mistakes. Of all my mistakes. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. Wash me. Wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Receive me now. Receive me now. As your child. As your child. I receive you. I receive you. As my savior. As my savior. And my Lord. And my Lord. From this day. From this day. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will come to church. I will come to church. Regularly. Regularly. To hear you speak. To hear you speak. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. I thank you. I thank you. For saving me. For saving me. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. That Christ Jesus died for me. That Christ Jesus died for me. And he rose on the third day. And he rose on the third day. To give me eternal life. To give me eternal life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.